Grace and peace to you from God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Back in the day when I was in high school, I was very lucky and got a car when I turned 16 and got my driver's license. And because of a lot of things, the, the car that I got was a retired police car. It was an old white Crown Victoria. Didn't have a bar of lights on it anymore. It did have the spotlight that I could like move around from the driver's seat so that I could shine on things if I needed to. And it looked like a cop car, just with a teenager driving it. And I would drive that around, drive it to work, drive it to school, and people would see my car and they would assume I was a police officer, undercover, maybe. I really found it very funny. People would give me nods, they would slow down around me. Um, a big, burly motorcycle guy gave me a hand wave one time, and I just waved back at him like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it wasn't harming anybody for people to think there was one more police car on the road. Mostly, they drove safer around me. Um, because they thought I could give them a ticket. But it would have been a problem if I had let that go to my head enough that I started trying to pull people over and give them tickets. Can't really do that. I'm not a police officer. If I started acting like what people assumed I was because of my car. Um, I did at one point intend on being a police officer when I grew up and God had different ideas. What made me think about that was this story about John where people come out to where he is baptizing and they have questions. And those questions are about who John is. Because they have some pretty good guesses, some assumptions about who John is. They come out and they ask, who are you? And they don't even have to say the words. John knows the first excuse me, the first thought in their mind. And he says very clearly, I'm going to tell you, I'm not, not going to deny this. I am not the Messiah. I'm not that one. Which is probably a good thing for people to, to be sure about in themselves. I am not the one who can save you from your sins. But the people coming to ask these questions, they had other assumptions, other guesses about who this strange man out preaching in the wilderness and baptizing might be. So they said, are you Elijah? Because they believed that Elijah would come back one day and he preached with, with bombast and energy just like John did. So maybe this is him, maybe this is Elijah come back. And John says, no. That's not me either. And then they say, well, are you the prophet? This kind of more vague, less named, expected prophet that will come? And John says, no, I'm not that either. So the people asking the questions are stumped, and they finally go with, okay, fine, who are you then? John was very certain about who he was and what his role was. He said he is the one, the voice in the wilderness crying out, make, make straight the way of the Lord. 
These are words from the prophet Isaiah that look to a coming savior, a coming Messiah. This is who John understood himself to be. And who we understood Santa to be. We call him John the Baptist or John the Baptizer all the time now. Just calling him John might confuse people because there's plenty of Johns, but this one, this one's special. And I think it's important to, to see what we can learn from John and from the prophets about, about who God calls us to be. You see, in the prophet Isaiah we read today, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Isaiah knew who he was. Isaiah knew who God had called him to be, what God had called him to say. And John knew who he was, who he had been born to be, who he was called to be. And very importantly, who he was not. John knew he was not the Messiah. John knew he was not Elijah born again. He was John, the one who would baptize. He was John, the one who would point to Jesus point to God coming into our world. And he was never confused about who he was and who God had created him to be. In John, in Isaiah, in so many people in scripture, we see that God calls specific people for specific work. God didn't ask just anybody to be the mother of God's son, to be the mother of Jesus. God asked Mary in one place, in one time, Mary would be the mother of God. God didn't ask just anybody who was a Hebrew in Egypt to guide the people out of slavery. He called Moses in a specific place, in a specific time, for a specific job. And even Moses, when he said, I can't do all of that by myself, God said, don't worry, I'm also calling Aaron, your brother, to do the other part of your job, the parts that aren't for you, the parts that you are not prepared for. Over and over and over again, God calls people. But God doesn't call all people for the same work. God doesn't call all people for the same thing. Just this morning, I uh, woke up to a a radio program about language and words, and someone was talking about the the phrase, it takes all types, and and what does that mean, and, and the history of it. And the history of it is it takes all kinds of people, every different individual person, to make up the world as it is. And it certainly takes all types to make up the people of God, the kingdom of God. So as we look to the coming of Christ this Advent season, as we look at these who went before Jesus and spoke about what Jesus was and what he was there to do, we are reminded that God calls all of us, 
God calls each and every one of us throughout our lives. But God does not call us to be everything. God does not call us to do everything. God calls us each individually and uniquely. Sometimes we'll be tempted to go beyond what God has called us and formed us to do. We will try to do what we are uncomfortable with or, or ill-prepared for, and we will find ourselves failing. Other times, we might stand back, shy away from what God has called us to be, say, oh no, surely God must need somebody more important or better or more prepared for that job despite the fact that it would fit us perfectly, despite the fact that others around us see that calling in us. And we might find ourselves feeling unfulfilled in the kingdom of God. So instead, in faith, we are, we are encouraged, we are called to practice finding and living out God's call. We call this vocation um, when you're in fancy church words, but it just means being who God has created you to be. We think about this with pastors quite often. I have a call, I have a, a letter of call from this church that says I'm called to do this, but it's not just pastors or people who have specific roles in the church who are called. Our vocation, our calling is in all aspects of our lives. John was called to go out into the wilderness alone to draw people into him on the edges of society. Some are called to be in the center of things, to, to work for God's kingdom right in the midst of everything. Some are called to, to work for God's kingdom in big and noticeable ways in the government or, or in large organizations, and some are called to work for God's kingdom on a one-on-one -on -one basis, in individual relationships, in small ways that may not be noticed by many. God calls us all. In baptism, God claims us as God's own, and God gives us a job but it's not a job we have to stretch ourselves for exactly. It's not a job we should feel unprepared for because God calls us to be truly, deeply who we are. That is who God made us to be. It takes work and practice to live out our vocation. It takes time with God and time in community to understand what God has called us to be, and it might change throughout the course of our lives. But in John, in Isaiah, in all of the people in Scripture whom God called, we can see that God will remain faithful to us, that God will remain with us in our calling, that God will support us when we feel overwhelmed and like we can't do it, and what God will continue to draw us out and draw us into the work that we are called to do. This is the kingdom of God. All of God's people working in all their different ways. This is where God is present. God works through us all. God worked through John, even though he wasn't the Messiah and was very clear about that. 
And God works through us in our own ways throughout our life. And God promises that this kingdom will flourish. Amen.